Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the home for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code worth 10% off your next order at fansets.com. Fansets, our pins have character. Pike and Spock are back with some interesting hair choices, and they need to find number one from a first contact gone wrong. So climb aboard as we discuss this first episode rescue mission. I'm Mike Bovia, and this is Discovering Trek Strange New Worlds. Hit it. Thanks for joining us on Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe Companion, presented by Fansets. This is the series we've waited at least four years for, if not since 1988, when the cage was originally released to everybody. Pike, Spock, and Una are all back in adventures that are geared toward them, and we're ready to break it all down. And when I say we, I mean our esteemed roundtable that we have here on Discovering Trek. So as far as introductions go, our first guest has a penchant for getting the stars of our favorite franchise to become her BFFs, as evidenced by Ethan Peck calling her out by name on a recent promo. She's my co-host on Discovering Trek Prodigy and also happens to be part of my bloodline, Emily. Emily, how are you? Are you excited about Strange New Worlds? Yes. Um. I don't know what else to say. I... <laughs> so are you more excited about Strange New Worlds or are you more excited that you actually get to podcast with a couple of adults instead of just with me? Oh, yeah, it's that. Yeah, that's, um, what, I, that's what I figured. And as much as I love the podcast that we have, I like adults more than I like children my age. So, Yeah, that's what happens when you're an only child. So one of our regular weekly co-hosts here on Discovering Trek Strange New Worlds has had a busy last few weeks because when she's not with her sci-fi sisters interviewing none other than Anson Mount, she's a red carpet guest on, at the New York City premiere of Strange New Worlds. Uh, so Yvette, how did that go? Did you guys have a blast? Well, we were actually weren't guests. We actually were working. We were the we were a press. Hey, so we I, were I'm, I consider it a guest because <laughs> even if I'm working, like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I would well, have we, been we, loving. You life. know, we we were definitely pressed we, out there working, doing our thing out there. I, I, it went it went fabulous. I mean, awesome. uh, yeah, we we learned how to really uh, do the the interview thing one on one. Um, we broke out of our mold of being podcasters uh, this year. We've definitely hit the ball, hit the road running on different mm. types of uh, venues that we've trying to break out into. So it was fabulous. We had a great time. Awesome. And I feel like our next guest and myself just tonight, we're not the cool kids. We're more like the burnouts in high school that nobody's inviting to the popular what? table. Like, oh. you know, like Emily and Yvette get to sit at the popular table. So uh, Sarah from Rewind, how's it going? 
All right, all right, all right. Say burnouts. I'm just going to think dazed and confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am good. Awesome. I, I'm so jealous of these star-studded guests that you have with us today. I, 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 I don't even know what to say. I'm just hanging out here in Canada. It's cold. I ain't going to no red carpets or nothing. I'm just working. <laughs> even Haley's in Hawaii. I'm just, I'm all alone oh, just watching God. episodes. But you know what? These episodes are so good. But I don't really feel like I'm missing out right now. So it's all good. Yeah. It all comes back. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> well, hopefully we get to see some of uh, the Sci-Fi Sisters uh, interactions from the red carpet uh, coming, coming up. On. So can you tell us, Yvette, where, mm-hmm. they, where people can find the show on social media? If you like to follow the show on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Discovering Trek or on Facebook. You can join the conversation on Camp Kidmer. Answer a few simple questions and our admins, Haley, Jackie and Fark will let you in. A reminder that this episode of Discovering Trek provides spoilers for the Strange New Worlds episode, Strange New Worlds. If you have not watched it yet, head over to Paramount Plus and watch the episode and head back. Failure to do so leaves you open to spoilers. Episode 101 of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Strange New Worlds, aired May 5th, 2022. Teleplay was written by Akiva Goldsman, story written by Akiva Goldsman, Alex Kurtman, and Jenny Lumet, and it was directed by Akiva Goldsman. When one of Pike's officers goes missing while on a secret mission for Starfleet, Pike has to come out of self-imposed exile. He must navigate how to rescue his officer while struggling with what to do with the vision of the future he's been given. Thank you, Emily. All right, so we get into the breakdown of the episode, and since Sarah is our special guest tonight, we're going to let her go first. Thumbs up or thumbs down on this episode? How? What did you feel about it? I give this uh, Siskel and Ebert two thumbs up. Classic. Um, I thought it was a great, solid first episode of a series. I mean... Traditionally, these can be kind of up or down depending on the series. Uh, so this one was great. I thought it was a good introduction of all the characters. I was engaged instantly in the storyline and I was hungry for more at the end of it. So definite thumbs up. Sweet. Emily, how about you? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, I agree with Sarah. I think that it was a great episode for the first one. And uh, for me, whenever I watch the first episode of a show, it kind of it kind of gives me an idea of how good the show is going to be to me. And I think that this was this was very good for the first episode because it, it introduced the characters really well. And it gave us, you know, backstory in case we hadn't seen Discovery or we hadn't seen it in a while. It kind of gave us a follow up too, which was nice. nice. Yeah, I agree. Yvette, what about you? Well, as you know, I've been waiting mm-hmm. a very long time for this, uh, I guess, second episode. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I was pleased. I was very pleased. I, you know, when you wait for something so long, you, you're so scared that it's just going to disappoint the hell out of mm-hmm. you. Um, mm-hmm. But I was not disappointed at all. Um there's so I have so many thumbs. Give me more thumbs. Yeah. Up, you know, <laughs> big toes uh, was, are up too. Right, right, yep. right. It was. It, it's great to look at. 
uh, like Sarah and M said, it's, um, you know, you, you don't get, you're not lost. You don't have to watch any other show. You could come in to Star Trek on this. I mean, I, I wouldn't suggest you do that, but you could and find mm-hmm. you would know what's going on in this show, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they make you feel like, hey, maybe I want to find out what's going on on TOS, you know, because mm-hmm. I think I think you're going to get a lot of people uh, checking out TOS after this. Yeah, I think it's going to have the Star Trek 2009 effect where people watch this and now they have to find mm-hmm. out what's happened with the rest yeah. of the franchise. I, I, I got to yeah, echo. I think, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I think a lot of the two, 2009 uh, fans don't really watch TOS. You mm-hmm. know, I think what's going to happen is the 2009 fans are actually going to go and watch TOS now because now, you know, they'll feel like, oh, OK, this this marries this. I can I can I can I could try to check it out and see, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on there. It's true. Uh, I grew up on TNG. I've never seen mm-hmm. all of TOS and I was mm-hmm. bugging Bill. Because I knew he'd seen a few of the episodes, and I was like, "I have questions. Right. Oh no, I need to watch two less. Okay, it's right. on the list. Like, I I know now. I've I've missed a gap. <laughs> I I was born in two thousand nine, and I'm not going back to watch that. You like that movie? Okay. No, TOS. TOS. Oh. Yeah. Well, you've you have seen it all. You just really don't <laughs> care for it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I I agree with Yvette too. I think that um. I wouldn't recommend it either, but you could start there. And it's nice the way that that they're carrying it out where it's it is like TOS where just like it's not like a consistent storyline like Discovery was. Mm -hmm. It's just episode to episode. It's different thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got to I have to agree with uh, the three of you thumbs definitely up on this episode and uh and one of the things that m brought out too was uh the way they uh got into character introductions in this i thought it was nice how you know we know pike spock and number one from discovery they did a little bit of background on them uh but there was much more fleshing out of some of the characters that we haven't seen before that are going to be the regulars on this, which I thought was great. Um, yeah. And yeah, it definitely shows us that uh, this group of writers isn't just about the flash and the bang, but it's also about telling us the story of the people as yep. well. Yep. I like it. Library computer data being received. So key points that stuck out to us from this episode. So if you think it's a point that uh, it was important for the episode, if it's just something that you liked about the episode, or even if it's something that uh, you didn't care for, now's the time to bring it up. So uh, Emily, I know uh, there wasn't much on your list, so I'll let you go first here and you can mention some of the stuff that uh, you either liked or disliked or thought was important. Um, so the first two, I don't think was important at all. I just liked it. I liked how they added the USS Archer and the shuttle Stamets. I think that the Stamets shuttle was definitely at least a little bit of what he deserved for making the spore drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you mean it, the spore drive that nobody in Starfleet at that point knows about because it's classified. <laughs> yeah, but he still made it. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> Oh, I also think that it's very interesting that we're apparently going to be creating plasma torpedoes in this century. I really mm-hmm. like that. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I hope that I'm alive for that. Um, what are you What are you hoping to do with them? Right. <laughs> I mean, are, are you trying to say something about about what's going on at home? Jeez. <laughs> She have a lab downstairs. I, I know, really. <laughs> it's like in Picard. She she has this bookshelf that she moves, and it reveals a door to some <laughs> tunnels. Um, I also thought this was something that I think is going to be important later on when Spock went into Pike's ready room or quarters or whatever. Um, Pike said, I witnessed the death of the man I am now. And I think that that's definitely important because he, he thinks that, um, like he, he realizes that this is, that event was going to change him after it happened, but it's kind of already starting to change him. And it's not necessarily bad that it's changing him, but he, he sees it as bad. And I think that if he, if he changes his perspective on it, then he can use it to to be better instead of how he's seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute because I had mm-hmm. I had some of the same stuff there um, regarding that, um, especially the point that Pike made about uh, being it being the death of the man he is mm-hmm. and the end of the life that he knows. Um, I, I believe part of that line was in one of the trailers or one of the sneak peeks. And I actually saw a lot of people online commenting that, uh, Oh, you know, terrible line because people with disabilities can do things still, but that's really not what he was saying there. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know? Yeah. He was, he's used to being able to do certain things right. and this changes all of that. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. the end of that life. He wasn't saying that, you know, Mm -hmm. his life was over. It was the end of that particular part of his life. Right. You're talking about a starship, a Starfleet captain, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, who knows that his life is going to change drastically. And he has to come to grips with that. Like anybody, like a a major world-class athlete. Yeah. They they get an injury that changes them or they're unable to, a spinal injury and they can't even take care of themselves anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that life that they had for, you know, up until then is totally over. I mean, totally over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have to think about that. They have to get right with that. And then they have to say, okay, I, I gotta be okay with the next life or yeah. hopefully somebody's going to, I don't, I don't even know how you see that and not think what he mm-hmm. said or say what he said. Yeah. And it's so unique for him too. Because, you know, this is somebody who knows of a traumatic event that's yet to come. It's like pre-traumatic stress syndrome. Like he's not this, you know, it hasn't happened, is going to. And to live with that knowledge, it's like, I can't wait to see how this plays out for him throughout and when it's triggered and when it isn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, he was so concerned about it. But Spock said, you know, use it. You know, this is what's going to help make you the captain that you are, you know, Mm -hmm. it's going to just add to building on this, this legacy that he's already at this point in his career created for himself. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Um, I did. Um, I wanted to also mention that I think that 
um, on. I'm pretty sure yep. she was an augment, right? We haven't yet gotten all of the info on that. I'm pretty um, confident. Well, yeah, by the name. I'm, makes I'm sense. very, yeah. Well, and the fact that um, she dealt with that that immense pain pretty pretty good, <laughs> pretty well. I mean, even yeah. Spock couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he said, he said in a slightly concerned voice, I am in incredible pain. Yeah. <laughs> the pain I mean, is excruciating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think that once we figure out more, I think even if we don't figure out the extent of it and everything, I think that that's going to play an important part in, in development with her relationship with other characters possibly and the abilities of what she's able to do like well does it is it something that that's like an enterprise where they're able to do like they're technically not human like they're basically superhuman like, yeah like it's like captain america in star trek there you like go. yeah mm-hmm is that what it's like, or is it something different? Right. We don't, what what I, level? Yeah. So what yeah. you're saying is, what level is she? Yeah. Yeah. I think that once we find that out, it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the shuttle, Pike was reading because personally, I really like those Enterprise episodes. So. Mm. So when Pike is in the shuttle, he's reading um, like her file. And you don't you don't get to see much. You just see that mm-hmm. her name is there. Mm-hmm. And you I paused see, it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So did you see on there that it, there was a lot of things that said redacted on there? Yes, mm-hmm. a lot of redaction. It was it was, yeah. it was it was like a government document, mm-hmm. right, right, like, ladies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ron's medical files. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ron Swanson. <laughs> oh let's talk about ron swanson yeah yeah yeah. this is a special episode (laughs) anything else there kiddo i had a couple things but they're not uh that important okay so so you want to save them for uh add-ons maybe no just um i had one one thing that i thought was cool had the transporter change their clothes but that's not also, I thought that it was, was cool. funny that, that, that was Spock cool. asked where his pants were. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I gotta. I, I want to touch on that for a second because that's something that we're see that we're seeing throughout this episode is that the writers are not afraid to throw some comedic lines in there, which mm-hmm. is which is something that you know you saw in the original series here and there was mm-hmm. those comedic throwaway lines uh i i think yeah. that's i think that's really good because i mean i mean let's face it as good as we have liked discovery and to some extent picard they have been serious and dark and mm-hmm. you know there's not mm-hmm. a lot to laugh about in them that's why people loved lower decks because oh, yeah. there was so much laughter so it looks mm-hmm. like they're going to combine a little bit of that here with a serious storyline and the comedic timing as well. It definitely keeps my attention going with yeah. the the action and then the funny. Because yep. mm-hmm. I either watch Star Trek or The Office. 
So perfect. Yeah. <laughs> or Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're on a constant loop in our house. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Sarah. How about uh-huh. you? Any key points? Uh, yeah. The, the one that just instantly had me pulling out my hair and totally frustrated was the Vulcan dinner scene. That just was so painful to watch. Mm-hmm. I could never converse with Vulcans for a dinner. I'd just be like, someone <laughs> crack a joke, someone smile, someone just unclench your muscles for a second. Like just watching it. It was, it was just so well done. I, I really enjoyed just that glimpse into this is what they, this is how they live their lives. Like, Oh man, I couldn't do that. Honestly, it would be I, a challenge. I think that I would enjoy that because then I could just make fun of it. Well, right? you don't like True. talking to people either. So, well, yeah, it would, it would be, be amazing. A quiet just meal. sit in silence and eat your dinner. Yep. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Perfect. So, there's some deep seated issues with her. <laughs> um, the other things that stood out was just, I mean, this is just on a funny side note, but what a good looking cast of people. Like every person that came on the screen, I was like, who's that? Who's that? This is this great casting, like the doctor and Banga and nurse mm-hmm. chapel. And like, just, I'm so excited to get to know all of these people. I just, I was so glad that the first episode touched on, on all of the yeah, all these people and definitely. gave us a glimpse. Cause I was like, yep. okay, I want to know more about you. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that in the background? Oh, I want to see you later. And that makes me really excited <laughs> because I love big ensembles. Um, yeah. It just keeps things fresh. So mm. that was good. And I loved the parallel. Uh, it felt like a familiar episode. It felt close to home because they visited a strange new world, but it wasn't that strange. It seemed very mm-hmm. human mm-hmm. earth-like. And I like that because it's, it's that comfort blanket of this isn't that far away from realistic. This is very realistic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just the whole scenes that took place on what was happening on the planet and the breakout scene when they rescued um, number one, I was mm-hmm. like, has that happened at area 51? Do you think like, has there been, like a little like hidden secret escape of some aliens? I'd like to think so. So that's my takeaway. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so talking about the cast uh, mm-hmm. side note here is, anybody excited to see the lieutenant sam kirk character at the end no. of the episode no no yeah, no me either no, no. Go, the one reason that i want to go back to tos is to watch him die oh <laughs> kind of dark oh, all right though, yeah that is 13 that's, don't that's 13 <laughs> right there <laughs> i, I don't recognize like that him. so you're just not excited about him no, I I also didn't like Pike with a beard. Oh, it was very <laughs> hell on like wheels. It. I was like, "Where's Call Mimi? Like, yeah, show know. up on a horse too? <laughs> right? That'd be awesome." <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was uh, all right, Yvette. Key points for you. Well, my so my biggest key point was um, the episode. So the episode is called "Strange New Worlds." And I love that because, so when we first see Pike, he's watching a classic. The classic is The Day the Earth Stood Still. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I've ever seen it, but Sabrina, one of the sci-fi sisters, is a big movie buff, and she talked about it. And so I said I wanted to find out more about this movie. The movie is, the, the episode is basically the movie. It's the same mm-hmm 
if you watch the movie, you've watched episode one of Strange New Worlds. It, it does not it does not teeter. It does not totter. It is exactly the right same thing. Right down the thing, middle. Right oh. down the middle. Yeah. So the 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 handsome alien in in um, uh, the day the Earth stood still is Kla- is Klaatu. He's tall. He's handsome. He's he basically him and his uh, his name is Michael Rennie, and he looks pretty much like um, Captain Pike. You know, Anson Mount and him kind of look the same. And um, he's coming from this so-called Federation of Planets. He doesn't say Federation of Planets, but a, there's a bunch of planets that mm-hmm. work together. And Earth is acting up. And if they don't get it together, they're going to blow the Earth up because they're not playing that. And so it's basically the same thing. You know, he comes down to Earth. He gets captured. They hurt him just like they did Una on on the uh, on the show. Um, And he tells them, you know, you've got to get yourself together. They use atomic um, energy for their ships but we're using it to blow each other up. So just like the, the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just love that and that they played it in the background um, as a backdrop. Very smart. And just, just pretty much stole the idea and put it into an episode. Uh, what our fa- our favorite characters. I, I just love the way that was done. Um, I think it was a love letter to such a classic um, take me to your leader type mm-hmm. of uh, movie. Um, and I, I just love it because it, it just brought me back. It's more TOS. It's it's more classic Trek. It, it's just that love letter to those fans who just want to just love Trek again. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, not, not saying that, it, you know, we don't love the rest of the series. It's just... Oh, it's just it's just a breath of fresh air. It's light. You know? Right. Yes. I need, we need that. Mm-hmm. The world really isn't do. light. I need an episode that's light. Yeah. And, 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 totally and it can be light, but it, it still can say some things because it's yeah. that that episode yep. says a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it, it it hits on key major points that we really need to get our shit together. Yeah. But, you know, it does it in the Star Trek way that I think right. uh, we we kind of we mm-hmm. love. It's bright. It looks good, you know, mm-hmm. it, it really, I mean, I'm, I hope everyone sometime gets to see that thing on a big screen. Uh, we saw it on the big, uh, big screen in the movie theater and it was, it was so much better than watching it on a TV screen. So if you mm-hmm. ever get a chance, if you have a big screen TV tomorrow, you know, when it comes out, make sure you're watching it on that big screen TV because mm-hmm. it's made for, uh, definitely made for 4k. <laughs> it's, it's just, I saw, I, you know, I don't have anything bad to say about this episode, so just yeah. keep coming. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I really yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, my big takeaway on on this or key point, if you will, uh, was uh, the fact that they tied this planet uh, that they had to go to into uh, Discovery, the the last episode of season two, saying that. You know, what's happening here is a result of them sending discovery to the future that they were just close enough to see that whole battle with section 31 happening and all the warp signatures. And, you know, it it was a mistake. Um, And because of that, you get the prime directive at the end. And I thought it was interesting, too, how, um, you know, Pike made the comment 
screw general <laughs> general order one. You know, this is something totally different. We screwed up. We need to fix this, um, which, you know, kind of made me think of the conversation he had with Burnham uh, about general order one and, you know, where do you draw the line and what you need to do. And here he he makes that choice to try and fix it. And, and I think it I think it worked out really well in how he i mean we obviously don't know what the long-term side effects will be but you know he he made an impact on them when he went down there um one other thing that and emily and i actually talked about this earlier today so i mean are we in agreement having anson mount do the opening monologue is awesome yes uh, with the with the theme yeah okay good so I thought that was great. This is not a slam on the theme because I think the theme is great too. Um, but I'm kind of getting tired of seeing them put uh, Nami Malumad as the composer for the series and not let her do the theme. Mm. This is the second series that she's being used as a composer and it's the second series that they're not giving her the rights to compose a theme. I mean, Wait. come on. What's the other season series? Prodigy. Really? Yeah, she didn't, she didn't come- do that. Nope. Nope. Why? She's so Michael Michael Giacchino did the theme for Prodigy, and she's she is the composer for the series. And then Jeff Russo did this theme. And she's the composer for the series. I don't that, think that that's fair. That being said, both of those themes are great. I love them both. I'm not slamming the music at all, but there's or been the a, people. There's been a bit right, but there's been a big yeah. deal made about how she's the first female composer in Star Trek history. But they're not really giving her full reins. So I yeah. mean, let's let's fix that. Let's fix that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think that that's fair. I hope that she gets to, if they do what they did with Picard and they change the thing over the next season, or second season, right? Stepping confirmed. They're already filming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I hope that she, if they do that, then she's going to get to do that. You're right. They, they, it's like she's the first female composer for Star Trek. And it's it's amazing she didn't do like the most important part that everybody pays attention to, because the rest of it just adds like drama in the background, and the theme is the one thing that everybody sits through and listens to it and actually mm-hmm. gets to enjoy it. Yeah, as as their ringtones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, I love the theme. I love having Anson Mount do the space, the final frontier. Um, he loved it. There's a plug for the first episode of strange new worlds, uh, discovering Trek where uh, Anson Mount talks about his experience being able to do it. Um, but yeah, pretty awesome. Mm. We'd like to take a moment to talk about Fansets, the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Fansets merchandise, as we know, is the leader in pin collectibles for Star Trek, but they offer more than that. 
In addition to Star Trek, you can find pins for The Big Bang Theory, Scooby-Doo, DC Comics, Batman 66, Harry Potter, and Rick and Morty. So today we're talking about Strange New Worlds because that's the newest thing that's on uh, Paramount+. Plus. And you can go to fansets.com and you can pick up micro crew pins for Pike, number one, and Spock in their uh, Discovery Season 2 uniforms. Uh, you can pick up one of the new style Enterprise micro fleet pins, as well as the Strange New Worlds Command Delta in either pin or magnetic form. Now, that's not to say that there's nothing new on the docket from fansets. As we talk about Deltas, they just released the motion picture Delta as seen on Admiral Kirk. That's also available as a pin or a magnet. So go over to fansets.com and put a bunch of pins in your cart today. As a listener to the show, you can receive 10% off your next order from fansets by using the code TREKGEEKS at checkout. And remember that you receive free shipping in the U.S. on orders $30 or more. Fansets, our pins have character, and we thank Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. All right, so... We're into the overall message of the episode. So I think it was Yvette made the comment that, uh, you know, we've got, it's a light show, but we definitely have some things that we can learn about ourselves or humanity uh, from strange new worlds. Uh, So Sarah, our guest co-host today, uh, what did you pick out of this for the overall message? Um. I saw a lot of reference to personal demons in a way and how that's going to play into the series. Um, Obviously Captain Pike has a lot on his mind with his uh, looming future, but I also got a hint of um, a little bit going on with uh, Anunian Singh and some stress there, some from her past experiences and the fact that these people are going to come together with, a whole wide range of things happening on the inside that is going to affect how they act on the outside. And they're going to have to come together as a crew and learn to trust each other um, to be able to function. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how that plays out with such a diverse group of people. Okay. Emily, uh, how about you overall message of the episode for you? Um, so this isn't always necessarily true because sometimes um, you shouldn't, but, for the most part, just because you're worried, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do something like unless you have this like gut feeling that it's not safe, then you should probably do it because you never know what could happen. Because like with Pike, he is scared to go back to Starfleet. He's scared to go on missions and he's scared to become captain again because of his future. And he doesn't want these people to get hurt because he doesn't know when it's going to happen or um and he he's like constantly stressing over that kind of taking over his life in a way and it's kind of like he doesn't know when it's going to happen but that doesn't mean that he shouldn't that he shouldn't go back because mm-hmm. i mean 
he saw his future and it's not like you can really run away from a future if you saw it, it's kind of set anyways so i mean and and either way there are a lot of things that i don't want to do or i get anxious about or stuff like that and i still do it chicago i was pretty nervous about that and i did it and i had a great time and i would have been very disappointed if i didn't do it so and also with this I'm very worried right now and I'm probably going to enjoy it once we get off because not, not about getting off. I'm probably going to enjoy this experience (laughs) that I'm talking too much. Yeah, that's fine. This is what I, this is what I'm used to when I podcast with you. (laughs) Thanks, Em. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. Yvette, what about you? I guess living, continue to live. Um, basically everybody is trying to continue to live after something traumatic. Um, the, the people on the planet have to learn how to live together, um, and not kill each other. Pike has to learn how to live after what he was, uh, what he saw on Boroth. Um, Lanon, she has to keep on living, um, after, you know, whatever she's been through and now she's you know, going to be on uh, enterprise. So she'll, she'll be able to do something different. Um, you know, everybody's coming together, you know, it's Spock is, uh, I can't remember, right. Spock and uh, Tupring were in this one, right? Yep. They're engaged. Yep. <laughs> okay. So they're engaged. <laughs> so that's a new life. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of living, learning how to live again um, in this episode. Um, everybody has to, you know, we all go through that, we live, we live our life nice and, you know, there might be a few bumps here and there. And then that major upset happens because it happens to everybody and you have to learn how to deal with it or let it take you under. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to, you know, you have to figure out there. Most of them are at that point. What do I do now? What What's the next step? Do I let this take me under and I deal with, you know, constant, you know, problems or do I just say, okay, how do I work through it? And let's, let me move forward. So, you know, mm. I think that that was the theme for me is that everybody had to learn to live again. So what I took away from this episode um, is actually a line that Pike said when he went back down to the planet to talk to um Did we, did we even get a name for them? All I, all I got was Kylie two, seven, nine. Are they the Kylians? I don't know. Mm-hmm. whatever whatever they are 279s yeah the, yeah, the 279ers uh, <laughs> so so he said to them the future is what we make it and uh you know he was referring to uh the future that they could create on that day um because he showed them what the earth that um that had happened in their past had done and my God, you had saw those videos and scary to see mm-hmm. that uh, it was like taken from the news. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I kind of felt like that, that was a major thought behind that section of it. But then, you know, it also works for what all of you were saying about, you know, the future is what this crew makes it too. Mm-hmm. You know, Pike's got a future to look, to look at um, Spock, all of them. 
Starfleet Command is proud to present you the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. So that takes us to our awards section where we do the fake awards that nobody gets, but we feel good about doing it. So uh, the Dundies that, Oh yes, Yes. very much. So, (laughs) so Emily, what awards are you giving out tonight? Uh, I am a big fan of the new intro scenes that they gave us. I really love the goals of the ship that we get to see. And I love, um this is another one of my medals i love the cgi good job to the people who are working on the cgi because they do a pretty good job also the scores um i do this a lot on our other show but i love the scores um especially the intro one which unfortunately nami didn't do but it was still it was still good music Mm -hmm. and i liked that okay yvette how about your awards I didn't know I was giving out awards, but um, I want to give an award to uh, Kiva Goldsman. I think um, I think it was a fabulous job. I think he's very proud of himself. I think he should be very proud of himself for getting this done. The whole Mm -hmm. whole series, uh, because this is a a, a love letter to him, I think. I think he he's just. um, This is something that he's he's wanted to 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 have done. And I think it, it, the first episode is, is great. I love the, you know, the, the background of the, the day the earth stood still. I love the way it's weaved in and it's basically he stole, stole the movie and put it on Star Trek. Um, the way it looks, uh, the direction was great. Um, that was it. And I, one thing I do love, I, I'm I maybe a little award for history the fact mm. that they actually gave us the history of uh, two civil wars and World War the you know the, the history III, of yep. World War Three the augments you know uh, mm-hmm. all of that they gave us the, the rundown I mean because we've gotten bits and pieces of but that. we've never seen it like that we've before, never right. seen it like that where that's total canon it pre- it's precise you know exactly when what and where um, and exactly what happened. Because mm-hmm. they said World War Three, we didn't know World War Three looked like that, and I don't think right. any of us thought it looked like that. You know, like it mm-hmm. was that was pretty devastating. So um, I think it makes the Federation and uh, everything that we know of of what's going, what what that Defran Cochran came after and the came after putting uh, doing the missile silo and putting one of those ships together that. That just makes it even more where, okay, these people finally got it and it was yeah. time to do something different, you know? So mm-hmm. that's it. Cool. Thanks, Sarah. Um, If I'm going to give out an award for somebody, I'm going to give one to Christina Chong for her portrayal of La'an Nunian Singh. Thank you. I don't you. know what it was about her, but she stood out instantly in this series as somebody I'm like, I want to know everything about you. Mm-hmm. I I'm a horror buff and I always love the little few scary episodes we get. And just her little history of this unknown Gorn thing. I'm Man. like, tell me more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I need more. And <laughs> she was just this. I love that kind of conflicted, strong character mm-hmm. where I'm like, cause I just want to be like that. I wish I could like just hold my cards so close to my chest that way. And I can't. So I just mad respect for the, for such strong acting in the first episode. Um, 
And that's my, I'm going to let her stand out by herself. She gets the one award from me. So. Hey, cool. I love it. Yeah. She was, she was bad there in that uh, medical bay. No, 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 no sedation, no sedation. Um, Yeah. I have her on my list as well, because uh, you're right. You know, I think most people came in thinking this is going to be the Pike, Spock and Una show. Mm -hmm. And she stood out right away. Um, The other one that stood out quite a bit to me was uh, Jess Bush uh, as Chapel. She was awesome. She was awesome. I am looking forward to what (laughs) she puts together for that character going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I want to say the writing team because I did love the episode, but I'm going to I'm going to go with Anson Mount just because of all the different things that he had to get into in this episode. Um, You know, he's he's starting off at the beginning as like almost a recluse, you know, Um, he doesn't want to go back. He's trying to find himself. He gets this mission that helps him find himself. And, you know, at the end, he's the leader again that that we're hoping to see. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, good rounded performance from him big arc for him when i the episode mm-hmm. started i thought i was watching a christmas episode of yellowstone so i'm like what's going yeah, on yeah 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 <laughs> where are we <laughs> all right well you know we talking we're talking about arcs one thing about strange new worlds is that we get the story and the story is done episode by episode episodic television so uh, next week, we'll have a brand new adventure to go on. The only thing that's going to carry over is each character storyline. So next week, while on a survey mission, the USS Enterprise discovers a comet is going to strike an inhabited planet. They try to reroute the comet only to find that an ancient alien relic buried on the comet's icy surface is somehow stopping them. As the away team try to unlock the relic secrets, Pike and number one deal with a group of zealots who want to prevent the Enterprise from interfering. Episode two is entitled Children of the Comet, and we'll be covering it here for you on Discovering Trek Strange New Worlds. Don't forget that you can support Discovering Trek at the Trek Geeks Podcast Network by by subscribing to bonus content on Patreon. Get access to unedited audio on all our podcasts and a lot of other perks. If you'd like to support this and the other member podcasts of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, beam on over to patreon.com forward slash Trek Geeks, where subscriptions start as low as $2 per month. For more great Trek Geeks discussion, check out the aforementioned member podcast on the network. In addition to discovering Trek, there is Trek Geeks, Rewind, Polytreks, Five-Year Mission, Deep Space Pride, Drawn to Trek, Infinite Trek, The the Divine Treasury, Sci-Fi Sisters, Station 2, with the first link and the newest addition to the network, ConPod, about Star Trek conventions. You can find all these shows and where to listen on trekgeeks.com forward slash listen or by downloading the trek geeks mobile app oh the trek geeks podcast network nobody does readings (laughs) like we do 
We're now firmly entrenched aboard the Enterprise for this new five-year mission, exploring strange new worlds and probably like Uhura when she heard Pike's speech, it's cool. Join us next week as we break down the latest adventure with this intrepid crew. Be bold, be brave, be courageous, and until next time, never stop discovering. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.